Welcome, something a bit different here. I think we tried to experiment with this many years ago. We did it once and didn't like it, but um, we're trying to bump up our numbers. Oh, sorry, we're trying to be more engaging with the uh, listeners. So we decided to uh, rip off an idea that uh, most podcasts do, and that is you have the supplementary podcast where you answer emails. Now, these will be more of the personal variety, so if you want to send us an email uh, at... Where do they add Sean? At sports. I believe. I believe it's no. I believe it's get them on site at sportsbet. We have an email address. Well, it might be. It might be in the works. I know Gibbo. No, Gibbo did put out a message. That's why we got a heap of emails a few weeks ago. What do you, Gibbo? It's get, yeah, he's yeah, come it's, straight from the Smashing Pumpkins. So we'll, we can't we'll get don't that in a moment. Gibbo doesn't have a microphone <laughs> okay. yet. We're just like we, we're we're putting a microphone on him for the questions. Okay, but sorry. Are you comfortable, Joel, talking personally? How, yeah, per- how personal? Well, I don't know. It's up to the listener. Yeah, yeah, fire away. I'm a bit nervous. Yep. Um, let's go here uh, with question number one with our producer Gibbo. What's your best punting win and your most heartbreaking loss? All right, very good question. Because we all we all have this story, and I reckon, Sean, we all have better memory of our most heartbreaking yep. loss than our best win. Although I'll start with the win. I've talked about this many times. 06 Melbourne Cup, the two Japanese yeah, Delta Blues Pop Rock. That's right. And I got the winner, <laughs> the Quinella, the trifecta, oh. the first four. Uh, and it paid for a trip and uh, an engagement ring, which was in the end unnecessary, but um, that was- Now we're, now we're, this is your best loss. This is what I'm here for. When you see the two going down the straight, you think, oh my God, is there no better feeling in the world when you know there's still 50 metres to go in a race and you've got it, and you've got it. Uh, And Richard Friedman tipped us about five or six years ago into a Melbourne Cup first four. What was was some of the dividends? Can you remember? 20 grand. The payout. Well, I was about that. Okay. I got twenty grand back from it. Something. So, uh, the Cornell. The, the key was the winner was twenty six bucks because Pop Rock, I think, had won the Caulfield Cup or yeah. had the big run in the Caulfield Cup. Yeah. So oh. I figured, well, <laughs> they were pretty. Delta Blues wasn't far away, but Pop Rock was six one, bucks. Delta. Well, I got 26 bucks. It oh. must have been best hotel or something. Because yeah. I figured, well, they're not that far away. Maybe Delta will just have the better day. So that would be my best. Now, what's yours, Joel? Because I think you can top me by a long way. No, no, no. I've only sort of beaten that once. And I, um, Kobe and I were considering a renovation, like a kitchen and a bathroom. And it was going to cost 30000 and I get approached by this little fellow from Newcastle who at the time nobody knew, but I knew him to be smart when it came to horses. And he said, mate, I know you love the Melbourne Cup and I think I've got the Melbourne Cup winner. I've gone to Germany and I think that I've got the winner. I said, how much is it? He said, uh, 30 grand for 10%. Oh, so you're buying the, I thought he was just giving you a tip. You're actually uh, purchasing. To buy it, yeah, to buy it. So I said to Kobe, I said, Kobe, uh, we've been offered this sharing a horse, which they believe, and they're very, very smart. They've tipped us. We actually had a horse with them before from Germany that was going to be a superstar died. This Obviously is a hard one on Melbourne Cup day. If it's worth 300, yeah. that's a top-notch horse. Of course, import. Yeah. This is a hard conversation to yeah. have with the plus well, one well, to try and convince no, when you've got the Renault sitting there. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Buying a horse is very hard. So we, we were in the 
the winner's champagne room on Melbourne Cup Day 2013 yep. with this guy, with our horse that won the second best race on the Cup, and he said, we'll win the Melbourne Cup next year, talking about the horse we had. It dies three or four months later. Oh, so he comes back to me and says, look, 30 grand to buy 10%, but this thing will shit in in the Melbourne Cup. So I say this to Kobe. Oh, no, I think I know the horse yeah. you're going to talk about here. So Kobe says, no, 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 we're doing a, a kitchen in the bathroom, 30 grand. But as it turns out, I said, how much is it actually going to cost? She said, 28500 is the quote. I said, okay, all right, well, give me 1500 And I've never had a bet this size in my life. Mm. So I was, had a big tip for a horse in the Geelong Cup, which was a good guide for the Melbourne Cup, but I had a big tip for a horse called Caravan Rolls On. So I had this double for $1,500, which I rationaled in my head that, you know, we're spending anyway, into a Melbourne Cup runner. Mm. Can I say that? Yeah. Protectionist? Protectionist. They got me to do a phantom call two weeks out. Hang on, so the first thing, the first thing won? The first thing won. So now we've got it going it for 60 grand. Oh. And, and, and there's a great video, which I'd love to share, where Kobe, I'd love to share it with my great-grandchildren, because this sums me up, but I never cheer. I'm, I'm not a no, cheer. I'm, I'm, a kid's sport, I'm, I'm not vocal. I've seen this cheer. one. Yep. Yeah. I'm not vocal with Was this a spy hunting? cam? You didn't... No, you, no. You, so, you weren't doing a... No. You weren't doing a Bruce No, it wasn't a Bruce and... and, and um, Richo. Richo. No, the reason it was being filmed is because a mate of mine had like... 500 bucks on the Caulfield Melbourne Cup double to win 200,000. Right. And Maya Racky, which was a favourite in yes. the Cup, he'd won the Caulfield Cup. So it's being filmed, and the, the camera you can see is about to get put away. And I don't ever cheer. And then you hear this go protectionist. And Kobe knows that that kid's board, I'm not vocal, I'm not vocal with punting. And then she hears me cheering, go protectionist. And Kobe looks back at me. And when she hears that, she can just hear cha-ching, cha-ching. She becomes the loudest cheer on the whole course. <laughs> and win the Melbourne Cup, 60 grand. Woo! Well, Is protectionist hey. the horse you were offering him? Yeah. Yeah, I, I figured yeah. that. So cost, we, we would have we won one more if we owned the horse. Of course, yeah, but, yeah. but it was such oh, a but great But I day. thought you won 200 and something. No, I've never won 200. Remember there was, I, there was the rumour... No, there was a footballer in the media who yeah. won 200 something, and I always thought that no, was you, no. Melbourne Cup related. No. Anyway, that's the biggest collect I've ever had. Well done. What about you, Omarod? Um, well, as you said before, it, it's always much easier to remember the heartbreak, and this is actually uh, in golf, not rugby league related at all, and not horse racing related. 2015 US Masters, I'd had a nice little lick on, and this is from the same good male that has proved me very, very well, that didn't go so well in the previous Masters just gone, but Justin Rose, and I reckon he was 34, maybe 41 bucks to win the green jacket, had a nice little crack at it, to yeah. win similar numbers to, it wasn't the 60 grand or anything, but it was yeah. about 25 or something. Um, traded as short, I wanna say, Dollar fifteen, maybe on the Sunday, with seven holes to go. You probably remember this, Masters, being yeah. a bit of a golf nut. Yeah. He might have been three shots up at the turn and completely shit the bed. Oh. But tight, you got tight. out of it. No, no, oh. no. I'm riding it. I'm riding it. Oh. And it was just, I was watching it all unfold in oh, front of me. Oh, tied. Not to sound clever. Yeah. But the, you know, I bet a lot of golf. Yeah. I always get out yeah, when no. the odds are right, and those odds certainly would have been right at that point. Hedgings for gardeners. Yeah, yeah but you say. know, a short price winner. Mm. Um, the my heartbreaking loss actually was poker related. It was many, many years ago when online poker was rampant and legal. 
and I paid $200 for, oh, I think it was called Ultimate Poker, that was the big brand back then, for a, um, a, a satellite tournament to get into the World Series of Poker main event. And I got through two days and I was in pole position. I can't remember how many runners were going to get a seat. It was in the, let's say, hundreds. All you had to do was finish in the hundreds out of 100,000. And it basically got down to one hand. Had I won that hand, I would have eased in and I got, t I got on the river card an ace, I think it was. This is 15, 20 years ago. I remember I was in the cafe because I had, <laughs> had to take my laptop everywhere. Cause it, so I took my laptop with me. It was um, a cafe at Bondi Beach because I used to live down there. Can't remember what it was called. And I think I threw the laptop. I just banged it on. Because what, so what, what was the hand? Because you always remember. Oh, I can't remember the hand. No. I just remember I got I got rivered with an ace. So so I, what's I had the river again? The last card. The, oh, the, the last. The card, the fifth yeah, yeah. card. So it's the flop, the turn, the river. What were you holding? You can't remember what you were holding. No. I had the winning hand the whole way. But I think he might have got... Um, uh, two pair, or, I can't remember, oh. it wasn't a particularly great hand, but that did me in, that cost me a $10,000 seat, and it's not so much the $10,000, it was mm. a seat, and it was a package as well, it was flights, it was um, accommodation, it was the whole thing, but anyway, so... To the, Vegas. To Las Vegas. Uh, our next, that was good, Still haven't been to Vegas. I like... Still haven't been there. My, 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 my near miss, so the, the punters club, so this is not just me, we had, and because mate of mine, Big King, he loves the Japanese runners. He just thinks they're superior. How big is he? Oh, he well, I'll tell you a really good story about Kingy. Mate, he used to be a track work rider. He can't be that big. No, no, he, no, no, that's the thing. And then all of a sudden he said it got to the point where horse would see him coming along <laughs> and they'd start to raise their eyebrows. So he put on a fair bit of weight. Right. So they loved him and they needed him in the stables. Oh, this is a true story. So there's a famous horse called Scalacci, a grey, flashing grey, 1,200 yeah. metre specialist. Greg Hall Flemington. used to ride it all the Greg time. Hall, yeah. correct. And... Scalacci's father was a horse called Salieri. Now Salieri, right, had a very poor conversion rate when it came to its, um, what's going on? You know, so when it, you know what I mean? Mm, I know what you mean. <laughs> and so they put the sperm underneath the microscope and there was swimmers aplenty. There was nothing wrong with Salieri. But what happens with horses? Well, his aim was wrong. No, no, what happens with horses? You need to be of a certain, mm -hmm. Um, size, if oh, you like, to get to where it needs to audio go. Audio podcast. So there's a lot of hand, for those just listening, obviously, yeah. there's a lot of hand movements yeah. from Joel there. So Salieri was not blessed in that department. Oh, it wasn't packing. No. So they found a, an area for Kingy. So when a horse is about to mm -hmm. come to the conclusion of what they are trying to attempt, yep. their tail starts to flag, right? <laughs> and to which that means it's about to happen. So they say, righto, Tiny, which is my big mate, and his job was to shoulder chain charge Salieri just to give him a little oh, bit of right, a Oh. So, so, so then, then all of a sudden Salieri's strike rate from being 40% or something mm. fertility goes through the roof. Scalacci is born. Wow. wow. But but this man, this same bloke. Is that on his LinkedIn page, the, the head of shoulder charge? Right shoulder. Up, up the, up the no, but no, so really, really quickly. By the way, so, before you tell that story, can we get to question the the, the the last question because we're running out of time. We'll load that up. Okay. 
Last question. But no, 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 no. Keep going. Tell the story. Okay, load it up. So to mop it up, he's he loves the Japanese Raiders. He loved Pop Rock Delta Blues. He loved Admire Racky, who won the Caulfield Cup. A horse came out called Admire Deuce, and our punters club just kept backing it at ridiculous price, 200 to 1, 300 to 1. And as it turns out, we've got it as a punters club to win 100000 in the Caulfield Cup, and it's been backed into $3 favourite. Craig Williams, who was a jockey, gets off it on the Tuesday and said, this thing's going to win like black caviar. Uh-oh, you know, like Uh-oh. And then the next day, the Wednesday, so it's done all the big track work, steps in a pothole. Oh, no. Out. Shit. <laughs> Out. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it's a cruel game, isn't it's it? It's a cruel it's game. A game. like glass, aren't they? Right, uh, uh, we're running out of time here. I like this uh, idea. Uh, Gibbo. What's your favourite podcast that perhaps we wouldn't be aware of? Okay. I'll go first here. Mine, look, I listen to all the usual ones. Mark Maron. Um, Bill Simmons, when he's not talking about NBA, I find he's talking about TV is fantastic. His stuff on the succession is great. Um, Smartless, that's the Jason Bateman, Will Arnett one. But the one I listen to religiously, number one on my list is Tony Kornheiser, who would be my all-time hero as uh, as as a broadcaster. Well, Rabs would be top seed, but in terms of non-Australians, Tony Kornheiser, he had an interruption fame, but was also oh, yeah. a wonderful writer. And about 20 years ago, I thought, well, geez, I want to write, and I want to write like Tony Kornheiser. So, very acerbic, um, very smarmy writer. I loved it. Smarmy, acerbic. So... I started oh. writing, right, to the point where I got a column in Inside Sport. And I, to, to this day, never forget, I sent a piece that hadn't been printed yet. I sent it to Peter Fitzsimons for advice, and he gave me some great advice, actually. Um, and that's why I can't bag Peter Fitzsimons, <laughs> even though I, 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 because he was very nice to me as a young man, as, as uh, just being altruistic. There's another word for you. Uh, so, but anyway, long story short, Tony Kornheiser show would be my top seed. What Tony about Kornheiser? You've never heard of him? From the no, I've, I've just googled him, and I do know who he is. Yeah, okay. I didn't, I didn't anyway, know his name, anyway, yeah. it's it's a lot of littles listen to this show. I know. What about you? Um, the rugby league related podcast, Rugby League Digest, is its name, and I'm I'm fascinated by the Super League war because I missed it. I was, A, in Victoria, we didn't even know about what was going on down there, but they were too young as well. Um, and they go through in amazing detail um, and almost give whole podcasts, they don't go for too long, but whole episodes to real sort of niche moments within the war, and they document the whole thing. Fascinating. I love the true crime stuff, and the very first podcast, I was painting the house at the time, and I became a mad painter because I loved the podcast. I was so enamoured by it. Write that down, Dan. And I know. Serial. <laughs> the podcast Serial. Oh, yeah. That was the very oh, yeah. first one I heard. I reckon most people, a lot of people, their first podcast would be Serial. But the voice of Sarah Koenig, it was just oh, so... It yes. Oh, yes. well, see, we'll Sarah Koenig. It's the tail wagon. Oh, yeah. Right on, Tiny. Yeah, and needs a shoulder charge. <laughs> All right, there we go. See, this is what this email, A, bumping up the numbers, yeah. but B, also maybe just revealing a little bit about ourselves. 
You like doing that? No, it's good fun. Reveal, right, more, reveal get... more about Tiny than any of us. <laughs> okay, well, that's it. So if you want to, uh, Gibbo will put out something on the, or, or Steve will put out something uh, on how to get in contact with us. We've got a few from the last time we put out the question, so we'll keep doing them. A plethora. So repeat the email address, please. Well, I can't, don't know the email Get them on site at sportsbet.com.au is the email address. Get them on site. Or just uh, the Twitter th- uh, address, or, at sportsbet.com.au. Or just add us. Yeah, yeah. you blokes are at big you. enough on. Big Look enough. at the follow right. Look at it. For the listeners who listen to the main body of the podcast. The main body, yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, Next week we'll do our top five cameramen. Yeah. No, Sean, <laughs> look at his body language. Arms folded. Yeah, he doesn't like yeah. getting personal, does he? No, well, he, he's been to um, Smashing Pumpkins last Fragile. night. He's hit the wall. He wants to finish line. All right, well, well it's here, done. Sean. Thank We're you. Let a shitty roll. See you later. See ya. Bye-bye.